Welcome back to Some Advice Podcast. This is Miranda Dodrell. And I'm Josh Carter. And uh, this is a podcast where we don't give good advice or bad advice, just some advice. Yeah, just some, you know. If you need advice, you can email us, someadvicepodcast at gmail.com. Miranda, welcome back. We're back. <gasps> Thank you. After I'm happy to be here. Six-month hiatus. We're, I know. What is wrong with We're us? back on the hog. I don't know what's wrong with us. Um, Life. So we have a little tradition. We start every podcast with a song. Uh, so tell us about the song that you're 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 pitching today. So this song is called "Keeping the Wolves Away." It's a great song. Uh, the The instruments in it is wonderful, but the lyrics are really deep. It's really it's kind of self explanatory. Keeping the wolves away of just it's really keeping all the heaviness of life away it talks about how his father worked hard and then he's growing up to repeat the generation of protecting his family and working hard and keeping the wolves away here it is i like it already let's just say that who's this by again uh uncle lucius uncle lucius yeah lucius reminds me of frozone from the incredibles oh lucius. yeah <laughs> Where's my super suit? <laughs> I like it. This is good. Took my first breath where go. the muddy grasses spills into the Gulf of Mexico. Where the skyline's colored by chemical plants that put bread on the table of the working man. Where the working man does his best to provide safety and shelter for kids and a wife. Giving a little of a soul every day, making overtime to keep the wolves away. Wow, what a great message already. This is really good. Mm-hmm. So he's just going to vibe out in the middle here. Now, I read ahead on the lyrics. It sounds like this is just really a classic Americana struggle song, right? Yeah, pretty much. So good. All right, let's hear one more verse and then we'll jump into the advice. Sounds good. There's just so much soul and yeah. soul cry. Between this and Tyler Childers and Zach Bryan, soul's oh. coming back, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I was barely 13 when the company man tried to dig my daddy's grave. Mm. It happened on a French-owned tanker ship spilling poison in the Galveston Bay. Well, the liquid fire filled his lungs and his eyes silenced. That's alcohol right there. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sting and pain. He fought like hell to keep the wolves away. Yeah, it's deep. And it gets so it starts off talking about his father, but then towards the end of the song, it starts talking about himself. Now he's living like his, the, oh, like his father. It's just, it's the cycle yeah. of oppression, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's oppression is, it comes in all forms. So that's, that's great. If you want to hear more of that song, uh, it's uncle Lucius, keep the wolves away. You can YouTube it or Spotify it or Pandora it or whatever friggin' verb you want to use. <laughs> <laughs> verb. It's what you do. Remember those commercials? <laughs> yes. Shout out to, uh, uh, 2000s Nickelodeon for that one Yeah for All right, right Miranda Our submission came in form of text this time oh. No voicemail uh, But 
It's it's a tough one. We're we're jumping right back into it. Okay, I'm gonna read it to you. Ready? All right. You gotta get comfortable. <laughs> okay. You're, we're gonna be three words in. You're gonna be like, this is the one we're starting with. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. All so right. this is from a female, 20 years old. She said, talking about her male boyfriend, 22. Okay. So we know our pronouns and ages. <laughs> Good to know. I found a suicide letter on my boyfriend's laptop. I cannot ignore it, nor can I talk to him about it. What should I do? Should I let it pass? Will my boyfriend be pissed? I read his file without his consent. Now, here's um, more about what she says. She's been dating her boyfriend for four months. She used his laptop in his absence. It is not password protected, and it has many, many, many files, folders, and PowerPoints. I watch his Netflix on his laptop where his account is logged in, and he knows, and he knows that. I wanted to ask on this uh, this on the uh, legal advice subreddit, but uh, you know they don't give good information there, so I wanted to ask you guys instead. The incidents that are pushing my boyfriend towards suicide are go back as far as five to ten years old. Remember, he's twenty two. The details in the letter are gruesome. It's very detailed. And then she just goes on to talk about how he was bullied and kind of like what he was writing about. So her core question is, um, will my boyfriend be pissed? Should I let it pass? What should I do? Ooh, that's hard. I, I, I feel like I have a, a good starter answer. If you want to start or I can No, start. you can. I'm going to let my thoughts process a little Ruminate bit. Ruminate on that a bit. Okay. Yeah. So I've lost a few friends to suicide over the years, right? Me too. Um, and which is sad that like most of us have known at least someone that is no longer here for that reason. Now, here's what I want to say about it. Um, the question that she's asking is, what should I do? But what I really hear a lot of people ask is, when should I do something? What's the magic line in the sand mm. that I should like start taking serious critical action? Because we know what the actions are, like call a mental clinic, get them admitted, Call the police, you know, make sure that like anyone's a danger to themselves or threatening to commit self-murder is in fact committing a crime. So the police will intervene and all those things. Right. So um, or they'll do as much as they can. A lot of municipalities like ours where we live, we have like a behavioral health unit and they'll start intaking them into services and yada, yada. Right. But uh, with therapy, as you know, like as everybody knows, like if somebody doesn't want to do therapy, it's less effective. Right. So it's like when you're talking about suicide, this is what makes it a hard, even harder issue. It's like it's an issue where you have to force someone to address it. Like addiction, they'll just like put you in the steps and until you cross step one into admitting you have a problem, you're kind of stuck there with suicide. We can't let you be stuck there because you might die. Right. So here's my answer to the question. When is the magic line in the sand? Mm. Right then. That's it right there. Yeah. The moment you ask the question, where should I? Yeah, you should. Yeah. And and what when someone's writing letters about this or about murder about anything kind of deviant like a committing a crime sex crime whatever, um, I was just talking to a mental health professional the other day about a similar topic and she said that's practicing. They've let it leave thoughts and now it's they're practicing uh, that thinking out loud, mm-hmm. and that's really mm-hmm. become where it becomes dangerous. Yeah, and I also heard her say, "Have you ever heard this, Miranda?" Like. People commit suicide when they become helpless or hopeless. Those are the two things that trigger mm-hmm. action. Yeah. So what do you think she should do at this point? 
So I think there's a few angles to look at this because in itself, she's asking, I think she is more concerned about his reaction Mm. more than the actual action that could possibly happen. And it's not that she's doing that intentionally. She's young. It's a fresh relationship. It's a very sensitive subject. And I think she's just scared to approach it because she doesn't want him to be mad at her for looking into his privacy, right? But when you're talking about somebody's life, it's that kind of goes out the window. I think there's multiple ways you can approach a situation. And yeah, I don't think prioritizing the reaction, how it's going to make somebody feel really matters at that point when it's talking about somebody taking their life. Yeah. And from as a peer counselor and the training that I've had through learning how to navigate and communicate with mental health, recovery, addiction, stuff like that, right? It's, I think it's more about listening than it is about actually what you should say. It's it becoming more of like, okay, observe this person, ask open-ended questions, allow this person to talk and look for the signs, but also be in the background prepared to actually take action as far as like professionally if needed. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a really deep one. I don't think, I think that she should take that risk of just saying, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to see this, you know, it, it's, but, you yeah. know, let's talk about it. I, I like what you, I like your approach because I agree that I think the best thing to do is just to be direct with them. Hey, yeah. especially if you have someone that does a lot of hinting around like, oh, you know, maybe today or maybe tomorrow. You know, I wish I was dead. All those, all that kind, kind of like that half jokey stuff, because that mm-hmm. is, in fact, coming from whether or not they're joking or not. They could be joking, but that joke yeah. itself is rooted in some sort of uh, concern. And so I think like we should talk about the missus suicide here first. Before we go much farther, if you're thinking about harming yourself, consider that there is 988 now, a national help suicide number. You don't have to remember the big string of numbers. Finally, they woke up and got us a quick number to call. And you know what? You call this number and it's not like they're going to throw you in jail. You know what they're going to do? They're going to talk to you about services. They're going to talk to you about reality. And you know their number one goal is to make you no longer feel helpless or hopeless. Amen. That's what they're for. Yeah. So that's and that's a gift. That's a gift from God if I've ever heard about one. Oh, absolutely. How about this myth? Um <laughs> talking about suicide or asking someone if they feel suicidal will encourage suicide attempts. That's a hundred percent a myth. A hundred percent. I highly disagree with that because I feel like anybody in that position or anybody that would stoop that far to write a letter like that, there it's a cry for help. Yeah. And a lot of times there has been the smallest minute incidents that has saved somebody from actually following through with it. Something as simple as a smile, somebody asking, are you okay? Divine intervention. Yeah. Yeah. It's because a lot of times people feel like nobody cares. And so by you showing and expressing concern, like, Hey, I hear you. I see you. I care. That in itself is sometimes enough to, get somebody's attention to realize like, Hey, okay, I'm going to, I, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, what about the myth that 
Um, uh, what was the other one I just I just heard about? Oh, that um, letters and talking about suicide is just a cry for help, and that's it. No. When when do you know? Like when? How can our audience determine the difference between a cry for help? And a legitimate concern. How do you delineate the two? What do you think? Is it always like for me personally? I'm like, you say anything about suicide, I'm in. I, I per, I mean, me personally, and just through training, I wouldn't um, that I've had. I wouldn't risk trying to weigh out the risk. Basically, yeah. like it's that's something that you don't play with. Be I actually shared this video. I think it was yesterday, and it was this video that's gone viral. And it was it was about men's mental health, and it was about was there was these Emily two King? guys. Um, I don't remember. No, anyway, sorry, keep going. No, it's okay. I, I, yeah, I don't remember, but it was two men, and it was this video. So it was a visual of these two men. They were at a sports game, and it was these two guy friends, and it was showing one of the men had these obvious signs that he was upset, maybe I've seen feeling this. the things of going through life. He wasn't very, you know, smiley or laughing or joking. He's and like his really friend mellow. next to him, yeah. super mellow and just kind of looked like he was just really heavy, something heavy on his shoulders, right? He was having a hard time being able to enjoy the game. The other guy next to him, he was smiling, he was laughing, he was interacting with his buddy, and he was just like lively you know and he looked happy he was yeah he he was the entertainer he was like you okay he kept looking at his friend like are you okay bud are you okay and towards the end it it showed that the friend that was more happy and smiling was the one who actually took his life yeah and no one realized how the battles that he was going through internally because it's it's not always obvious so I that was really powerful to me because it's not just about, hey, check on your friends that are quiet. Check on your friends who write notes. Check on your friends who do this. It's check on all your friends because you never know what somebody is going through. Just because somebody's laughing, smiling and always joking, that doesn't always mean that like they're internally happy. Yeah, so, I agree with him. I think you also yeah. will see kind of a, um, you know, equilibrium in people mm-hmm. i've noticed that people that have really high highs have really low lows and so that's something to look out for too just a reminder neither of us are like um licensed uh unless you got a license since last time i saw you but if you're looking for professional help with suicide call 988 call some services and they'll come help you the worst thing you can do is say well i don't want to cause a problem well, I don't want to piss them off. No, fuck that. Piss them off. Do the thing. Because at the end of the day, in 20 years, when they're still around, mm-hmm. you'll be glad. Even if they that never talk to you again, yeah. are you going to be glad that they're still here? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're working to preserve your relationship and they're going to die in two weeks, you're not even preserving right. anything. It's net. It's a net zero gain. Absolutely. Go for it. Help them. Reach out to them. And I would love it if we started um, making it so every time someone brought it up, we went, hey. Are you talking about suicide right now? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Let's talk about that. Right. What What's going on, man? Yeah. What I can rather we do to help you. I rather lose a friend just as the friendship rather than actually have them lose their life. Yes. Yeah. If if me talking about it or me saying, "Hey, I read this letter. It was an accident, or maybe it wasn't an accident," but just being honest, honesty will go a lot farther. If this ruins our friendship or our relationship. 
but it saves your life, I will do it 10 times over. Word. All right, well, uh, that's the end of our episode. You'll notice we didn't stop for sponsors in the middle. That's because we have a new podcast studio. Yeah. Uh, the podcast studio is free and clear of our, any sponsors right now. So if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, you would like to uh, inter- interject your message in between our uh, our talking, uh, just email us, someadvisepodcast at gmail.com. Right now, the only live read we have is for my business, Carter Venture Solutions, a marketing agency. So um, I guess that's that's it. Yeah. What was the thing I was saying in all the podcasts before I'm not allowed to say anymore? Uh, it was some bullshit. That's all I remember. I don't even remember. <laughs> you put me on the spot. My we'll figure like, it out. Uh, I'm going to bring it back. Whatever know. inappropriate thing it was, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Alrighty then. Thanks for listening. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, and all the things. And yeah, I'll beg for likes. I'm not above it. <laughs> <laughs> like and follow. Please. <laughs>